And my brothers and sisters on this episode number 153 and the unplanned but unavoidable part three of the GMG MAFT 100 of the Good Morning Guys podcast. Thank you so much for joining us on this fine morning, afternoon, evening, or night as we continue discussing the game of life amidst the other games we love to watch and to play. I am one of your hosts, the Brazilian Mountaineer and Transition Ninja, Lucas Ham Swisher. Also with me, the judge, jury, and executioner of fake news and camping, Patrick Novosel. I did not hit her. It's not true. I did not hit her. I did not. (laughs) On his left and my right, the rocket league and beast of the East who can make you laugh in three words or less or your money back, Ronnie Johantis. I'm so confused by what that even was. Uh, like, uh, without without context, I have no idea what we'll, you're talking about. We'll we'll talk about it. The whole, <laughs> oh, yeah, we'll talk about it. <laughs> and then the final member of the GMG Quadfecta, who's got music in his heart, Apex Legends on his brain, and La Coretta in his old stomacho, Mark Boucher. Hiya. Hi. Hiya. Is that like Hiya. a a different dialect of a ninja? Yes. It's a it's an inquisitive hiya uh, hiya. Hmm? He's like not sure if he should slash you. Hiya, <laughs> not sure of my yeah. next plan of attack. <clears throat> it's the opening remark of a ninja. <laughs> <laughs> to hiya or not to hiya. Oh, he knows a little Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. Mm, he's, that's he's a very well educated ninja. He's learned. <laughs> he's learned. Yeah, mm-hmm. he is learned. All right. Well, given that you're, I guess, the educated ninja, Mark. How is uh, how's you doing? <laughs> Are you educated? I am not educated. <laughs> that is unproper English. That is West Virginia English. It's the dialect of the Mountaineers. So it's a it's a heavy dialect. Yep, pretty thick. <laughs> yeah. So uh, nothing too crazy going on with me. Um, in real life, uh, the biggest thing honestly that happened was um, last Saturday night. Uh, got to spend some time with the family and got to see uh, my my brother and sister-in-law's new house that they just bought. Cool. Nice, cozy little little house. It's it's nice, beautiful home for them. Um, it's really good because they, um, they bought a house a, a few years ago, and the house had, like, a huge mold problem. And for my sister-in-law, she, like, she's especially adverse to mold. Um, and, and so like, it makes her incredibly sick. So they actually had to, they had to move out of the house mm, and yikes. stay with my, my, my father and mother-in-law <clears throat> and they, they remediated everything. But then once they did that, they decided to rent the house. Um, but then after a while of, of renting and all that kind of stuff, they ended up selling the house. Um, and they just bought a new one. And so they just moved in probably about a week or two ago and, mm. and finally got to, check that out not gonna lie it makes me a little you know kind of like i i kind of want a house yeah yeah but uh, a little jelly yeah but at the same time i don't want to be locked into you know uh you know buying a home when i don't know what the future may bring for me in terms of possibly moving elsewhere in the future right um so um I'd rather hold off on that for now, but 
the thought was there. But uh, mm-hmm. but it was great. I'm happy for them to to be able to have their own house, especially with a uh, almost it's like a year and a half old now child. Um, you know, they have their own space, their own home, their own place to kind of raise their child. Although it, I'm sure it was nice for them because they kind of had like a built-in babysitter because my my father and mother-in-law were right there. Um, but uh, but yeah, so I'm pretty pretty happy for them. Got to play a little bit more of that uh, Happy Little Dinosaurs game. Got to introduce that a little bit more to them, which was a lot of fun. But that was pretty nice. much that's pretty much the main highlight of my my week in real life. There was a lot more activity on the gaming side of things for me. Um, mainly, first off, uh, I had talked to you guys about um, b- playing. Death's Door, that nice yep. little nice little indie game, which I was having a lot of fun with. Um, I ended up beating that nice. uh, this past weekend. Nice. Well done, um, well done. Overall, it was a lot of fun, but man, those bosses and, and things like that, like, so difficult. And I feel like even when I was, like, powering up, like, trying to build up my character's stats and everything like that... Um, Basically, um, you know, it was even though I built up the character, it was still I was still like having a horrible time trying to trying to uh, try to beat these bosses and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'd have to play them like 10, 20 times before I finally wow. beat them. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I happened to look up the time to beat on that. It's only like six and a half hours to beat it. Yeah, it took me twice that amount. <laughs> Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. That happens um, sometimes. Is there a way to like grind out stats and like pump yourself up a little bit or does yeah, it not work like that? Sort of, but it it didn't feel like I was getting enough of a stat boost, even though it, it, it says like, oh yeah, you can, you basically in the game, you collect souls. Right. And, and you know, if you collect so many souls, you can use those as currency to boost up your stats on, on your character. Um, I mean, you can boost up stats for melee attacks, stat, stats for speed, stats for your ranged attacks, all that kind of stuff. It's not like too crazy of a um, of a of a you know skill tree kind of thing or stat boost, but I mean it's there. But yeah, I, I never really felt like it was really boosting my character. Like I never felt there was a point where I was like super OP, um, gotcha, or anything like that. Um, so. But yeah, um, but I still had a lot of fun with it, um, and uh, very much enjoyed it. Um, and then Friday night, um, I jumped in with um, Watson of the uh, Co-op Trio podcast. Uh, played with him and Nitro of the Comics in the Cross podcast. Uh, played some arenas for Apex with them, which was a lot of fun. It was a great time with them. Um, just getting to know some some fellow podcasters. Um, I've played with Watson before. Um, Nitro Nitro is awesome as well. Like he's a very very gifted, very talented um, um, cartoonist. Like they actually, as part of their um, Comics in the Cross thing, they do every Tuesday nights typically something called the Art of the Hero, where he basically goes through right uh, drawing an entire piece. Um, oh really that's neat yeah and it's really cool and he's 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 very talented so um 
So got to got to hang out with them. That was a lot of fun. And then Saturday night, um, played some Apex on my own, as well as some Splitgate, um, which was which was a lot of fun. I'm I'm really digging Splitgate, honestly. And I, I can't remember. I think I was talking to Watson about this. Like I think, in my opinion, I think Splitgate is the better game compared to Halo Infinite hmm. because. It just seemed more fun to me. It seemed more like old Halo than actual Halo is now. <laughs> um, hmm. So, but I, I enjoyed it, and I mean it's free to play. Um, uh, they've actually gotten to work quite a bit on their on their servers, so the server weight isn't the queue isn't as nearly as bad as it was. Um, so, but yeah, it's a lot of fun, and of course I played some Apex as well, and then I played more Apex on Sunday. With the other half, yeah, I know, it was an Apex-filled weekend. Um, with the other half of Comics in the Cross, I played with Cross himself, and uh, also played with Isaac of the Infinity Bros, um, and got to play some some Battle Royale and some arenas with him, um, which was a lot of fun. We did horribly. I think we won, like, one arenas game out of the whole thing, and we played for, like, two hours, but uh, but it was still a lot of fun. Uh, for sure, but yeah, that was that was pretty much my weekend. Was just a lot of just hanging out with other podcasters, playing games, and uh, beat Death's Door, and uh, and yeah, not too shabby. Not too shabby at all. Nice, uh, Ronnie. How was your weekend, sir? Uh, my weekend was a little different, actually. Um, so we found out, uh, <laughs> not on such a good note, we found out last weekend, uh, my stepbrother that lives in St. Louis, um, basically my stepdad's son, um, his mother passed away unexpectedly last weekend. Mm. So um, uh, she was 59. So it was pretty, you know, pretty early. Uh, they were doing like a, you know, they do like a celebration of life type thing. Mm -hmm. They were doing one of those in St. Louis this past weekend. So, we woke up at, uh, whew, I don't know, the time that people don't even get up in the morning. That's what time we, we were up um, pre, on Saturday pre sunrise. Morning. <laughs> it was rough. God's not even awake. <clears throat> yeah, nobody's awake at that hour. <laughs> the witching hour. Um, so we got up early on Saturday morning, drove to St. Louis. Um, it's about a five and a half hour drive. So, I mean, it's pretty decent, uh, pretty decent drive. It's, it's a lot it, uh, it takes a while in the car, it feels like, even if you're not driving, which I was not. I drove with my stepdad and, and my mom. Um, as an adult, you know, you don't get to ride on long trips that often. So it's kind of magical. Like, you know, like as an adult, man, pretty much you're driving that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> no matter how far it is. So it was kind of nice to get to drive or get to ride along, actually, instead of having to make the long trip, um, even though I can't really sleep in the car like that well. But we went there. Um, they it was at like a winery uh, type place, which was really nice. And we hung out there for a few hours, and then we went back to the hotel, napped for a few hours, and then went out to dinner with them. And uh, and then we ended up driving back on Sunday. It wasn't uh, wasn't too crazy, but it was one of those weekends where, um, you know, Monday comes around and it's like, wow, we didn't really have a weekend. It felt like you know because you're busy the whole time. Mm -hmm. So. It just, uh, yeah, it was, it was long, it was a long weekend and, 
you just kind of go to pay your respects and, and things like that. So it was, it was nice. It was a really nice time. And and I met his mom a few times at like their wedding and uh, a couple times before that. And uh, she was just, uh, I, he kind of nailed it where he's like, uh, he, he said, I think in his post um, that basically God had a lot on his hands now with her good and bad. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so oh, yeah. it was, uh, it, it was really nice, uh, really nice to go down there and see them for a little bit. Um, but outside of that, I really haven't, um, haven't done anything out of the ordinary as far as video games go. I, uh, I've been playing a little bit of rocket league, but, uh, season three is about to end. I think season four starts tomorrow. Maybe. Yeah. I think it's a Western theme, right? Yeah. I'm not sure. Actually. I haven't read too much into it. I know that they changed a few things, so they're going to actually have like, um, there's gonna be like rumble tournaments and doubles really? tournaments. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. So that'll be cool. Yeah. No. F- um, that'll sure. definitely be cool. I um I think the highest I got to was platinum too. There was a little while there, a little stretch where I was like, I bet if I tried hard, I could make it to like the first level of diamond. And <clears throat> if I did that, of course, I would have quit <laughs> like until the end of the season. Yeah. Immediately. As soon <laughs> yeah. As you get it, you're like, right, well, that's it. There. Uh, so I definitely did not make it. I actually think Eric did. Oh, um yeah he did he was playing with like a uh a champion level guy so like even past that he said it was a completely different game and oh, me i'm sure it was i can't imagine i'm just like if i play in like a higher level game with diamond players like it kind of sucks like <laughs> it's, a, it's a different game that i'm not good at <laughs> hey guys I mean? hey guys can i can i touch the ball yeah can i'm I like the <laughs> i'm like the the new kid that just like got into the game um, but that's pretty much it. I did uh, download uh, GTA Five again, Ooh. just to have something to play while I'm bored. Like it's been a go-to of mine for so long. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's pretty much that's pretty much all I got. What do you got, Pat? Hmm. Um. Ooh. Yeah. This past, <laughs> this past weekend went camping, and you know uh, how, how much trip. I love camping. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Your favorite. So it was it was all right. No lost bacon. I was all just gonna bacon. ask. Oh, I'm good. so all glad bacon. to hear that. Already, I was really yes. worried. Yes. Yeah. Um we had we had good weather. Uh one thing that was different about this campsite is it was there's like an Indian burial ground. Oh, oh no. Man. Run for your lives. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Who like, chose yeah. this place? No, no it's a d- buried on top of that. It's a trail like in the middle of the night. It's called the Indian mound trail. And it ends with like this big mound that is now like, I don't know, like Like 15 feet high uh, and like kind of 30 feet wide. And underneath that is like a bunch of corpses. Oh, that's that's a bad idea. What? Why would you do that? I don't don't, don't know. So, I mean, do you have to sign a waiver? (laughs) <laughs> yeah uh the only thing to do was to obviously go over there at night because i mean d- going during the day is there's nothing so i was like hey kids you want to go see some ghosts so yeah, i was like get your flashlights so we uh we walk over there uh and it's it is like in the campground it's not like far into the forest it's in the campground um so we go over there and uh one kid, uh, chickens out. They're like, nope, I don't want to do this. Had it been me. <laughs> <laughs> so we're, we're, I walk her back, and then we are almost to the Indian Mound. And the one of the other kids is like, I can't go in. I was like, too bad. 
You knew you were coming in. <laughs> Too late. <laughs> yeah. You're going first now. <laughs> so, um, so we, we walk around that and obviously nothing, nothing happened, but, um, I thought it was, I thought it was interesting. That's just an Indian, Indian burial ground in the middle of a campsite. Like, I don't, I don't understand like why that's a thing, but, uh, but yeah, we, so that it was, it was an interesting, interesting uh, part of the trip. Um, but over the weekend, I watched a few movies. And so buckle up. I watched click it. <laughs> I watched the Tommy Wiseau film The Room for the very first time in my life. Now, what possessed you to do this? So I've only I've seen been, GIFs, and now I've watched too much of it because of you. I've been I've wanting to watch it for so long. And it's just one of those because it's like it is infamously known as the worst movie ever made. It's, and they yeah. even made a um, a movie about the movie, uh, who stars James Franco as Tommy Wiseau, uh, and then his brother Dave Franco as his best friend. <laughs> and um, I think um, who else was who else was in that? Um, now is the James Franco one a movie about the making of the movie? Or yes, it is about the making of the movie. Mm. Yeah, and that sounds interesting. That. Yeah. Um, so I, I watched James the Franco. The room was like an yeah. hour and 40 minutes and it starts off bad. It continues to be bad. The the dialogue in this in this movie was it felt like it was lazy. Like he like Tommy Wiseau <laughs> was pretty much like he was trying to make it in show business and he couldn't cut it. So he's like, "You know what? I've got some money. I'm going to make my own movie and I'm going to write it. I'm going to direct yeah. it. I'm going to produce it." You know, and which he had no right doing any of this, um, which it shows. There's just there is points where in the movie they are talking about something and then all of a sudden someone asks them a question and they're like, ah, it doesn't matter. I don't want to talk about it. And it happens multiple times in the show. <laughs> it's like, what? I Can we finish a conversation, please, in this? 95% of anything going on in that movie could not be considered natural conversation. Well, yeah, it was like <laughs> the, there's a, a mother and daughter are talking and the, the daughter's like, you're not dying. She's like, I got the test back and I have cancer. And like they don't that has no bearing on the entire movie. They don't talk about it later in the movie. She doesn't die. Like, why even bring this up? It was so strange. Um. Yeah, it was it was so bad. It was, uh, but I couldn't I could not look away. But this movie was so good. It's like watching yeah. a car accident. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, um. So so that this was I don't know. So it was a uh, Thursday night, and then um on Friday, uh, I had downloaded the uh, Disaster Artist on Netflix, and the Disaster Artist was the movie making of, the making of or whatever of. Uh, the room uh, and that movie was hilarious just seeing how it was all made uh, and so that was that was real it was a good back-to-back movie because uh, I've been wanting to watch this disaster artist because of the room so it was a good back-to-back movie now was uh, was Tommy Wiseau like somebody or is he just known because of this movie he's known yes. because of this movie so he it, it costs like six million dollars to make and in How did he box? get six million dollars? I don't know. He is no one knows how he gets his money. It's huh. yeah. Okay. Um, and it, it made uh, a whopping eighteen hundred dollars in the box office. 
No. <laughs> what? 1800? Yeah. But since then, it's grown this like cult like status where like everybody, it's like everybody's excited about it and, and stuff because it's so, it's so, so bad, awful. it's good. Yeah. One, yeah. Of, they, one of those kinds of things. And like, they I have, remember, they uh, have normal midnight showings yeah. all across the world on a regular basis. I remember it was a big deal when Twitch actually streamed. I believe they streamed the room. They they played it on Twitch. Well, they're allowed to do that. That that was my question. Because I was thinking about. I never. I didn't watch it when they did it, but I'm pretty sure it was on. It was on Twitch. It had to have been heavily edited, or not heavily, but you know, certain. I mean, parts. The, there's a few scenes where it's like, well, okay, yeah. when's this gonna end? Yeah, it had to have been edited. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, those 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 are some fun movies uh if if you have a chance i would i recommend seeing the room just to be a part of that just to see how movies should not be made and then watch the disaster artist afterwards just to see and see how it was actually made it's so so it's it's a good uh double feature um and then i'll watch the suicide squad on sunday and let me tell you this movie started off i was just like this movie's awful this movie is so bad i cannot <laughs> believe that the, they made another suicide squad this is so bad um and then it all just like after the first like 10 15 minutes it got awesome yeah. like seriously awesome and the bad part of the, the the first 10 15 minutes made sense of how bad it was because of what happens for the rest of the movie Yep. And which makes the beginning terribleness like good in, in a sense. Hmm. Um, and yeah, it was good. I, I laughed way more than I thought I would in this movie. Like th- this movie was uh, did not take itself seriously. And it was yep. beautiful because of it. Yep. Yeah. James Gunn nailed this out of the park. I forgot to mention in my update that I watched it as well. You did. Yeah. Nice. Um, and, and yeah, James Gunn does a great job with this. And I will officially say, I love what they did with Polka Dot Man. I was just going to ask. I need to know <laughs> about Polka Dot Man. Um, Polka Dot Man uh, uh, still is the worst character. I'm, I, I, I I was trying to give it the benefit of the doubt because you're saying you're talking about Polka Dot Man. Uh, he had uh, zero. I mean, spoilers. He had zero to do with this movie. Zero. Well, I'm glad he I lived disagree. up to my expectations. I disagree with that. Okay, we'll have to talk later because I want to hear why you think Polka Dot Man should have been this. He, if he if he was not in this movie, it, it could, the movie could still could exist. As a good well, movie. Yeah, technically there are several characters like that. The tagline to the entire movie is don't get attached. So, but I think what they did with his character in this movie is hilarious. And I had a lot of fun with it. So, yeah, of course, they're all like C, D, and F list characters. That's, uh, that's yeah. the whole point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, true. But yeah, I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed that movie. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a movie I'll probably see again. It was that good. Yeah. Mm. Um, on the game front, I wait, 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 whoa, whoa, go. You're going to talk about three movies and not give whoa. us any ratings whatsoever. Oh, okay. So what is this? Room? Who are you? Okay. What have right. you done with Patrick? Sure. I'll give you some rankings. So the room I'm going to give a solid seven out of 10. Like this. Oh, okay. It's, it's, it is so good. It's, I mean, so bad that it's actually good. 
Yeah, it circles like, back around I, again. I laughed. That I laughed. Broken, broken clock. Yeah, I laughed at this movie. Yeah. I was like talking at the TV at this movie because <laughs> I bet it's <laughs> like, what are you doing? Actually, um, after you uh, after you like mentioned you watched it, I watched the the YouTube uh, ten minute version of the movie. Yeah. It was hilarious. <laughs> it's so funny. When he goes into the shop and he's just like, can I get a dozen roses? And she's like, $18. Here you go. No, Hi, doggy. You're my favorite customer. Like those lines all happen within 30 seconds. You it's mean, like there's nobody breathes. It's just like the lines just miss, all run you together. Miss, you missed the best part. You know, Tommy Wiseau, he is a character uh, yes. that you can see from a mile away. He oh yeah, she's in. Like, he oh, asked for some flowers. And she's like, "Oh, I didn't recognize you." It's like, "What do you yeah. mean you didn't recognize <laughs> He's him?" Right? Who there. doesn't recognize this guy? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but yeah, yeah. yeah that ten minutes. So right. I bet you, you had a good time with that. I and did. It was fun. Um, and then disaster artist, I would give because the because it was so good, and I think because I watched it back to back, I had a lot of. Uh, recency bias with it so right i i think disaster 11 out of 10 good. i gave it a 9 out of 10 it was it's, okay. it was good um and then suicide squad i would also give a 9 out of 10 uh nice. i had some pretty nice. good movies uh well the room is bad but the disaster artist and suicide squad uh were solid movies definitely not a watch with the kiddos movie absolutely not. oh not even no trust me no. The, the preview or the trailer had enough in it to know that i wasn't going to watch that with any of my children ever like even when they're older i'm not going to watch it with them because it's awkward yeah <laughs> you you watch that uh two three minute red band trailer that just says that's a sums it up for what the rest of the movie is yeah. um but yeah so on the gaming front i played uh this xbox game pass game curse of the dead gods uh, it is a rogue light game yeah. uh, and it, it's so Speaking i just language i played it just because one uh it had to has to do with a little bit about dead cells um and two i had so much so, uh, of a good time with uh returnal that i thought that i might might try uh, another uh rogue kind of game so this game is like there's like 10 levels and each eight, and there's like um, tiers to each level. So the first three levels are tier one. You go through certain areas, uh, rooms within like a, a biome, <laughs> and at the end is go. a boss. At the end is a boss. Yep. Um, but as you go through each room, it's kind of like have you ever, if you've ever played Slay the Spire, uh, it's like that where uh, you choose which way you go. And depending on which way you go, it will pretty much nix the rest of the, the rest of that path. And you can only go a certain way. Um, and it's usually like seven, eight rooms before you get to the boss. And each room has a, like a, a reward and reward could be health. It could be like an artifact that gives you a buff, uh, it could be a weapon or it can up or upgrade your own weapon that you already have. Um, and so, and you only have so much life and some of these weapons, some of these artifacts give you like perks. Like if you use this weapon you, and it gives you 6% of the damage you give back to your health, um, or like Diablo. It, yeah, it's a, just, just like that. So, um, I went through the first three levels without dying. I'm like, this game's not really that hard. So I get to the second tier and the second tier you go through, 
rooms and then a boss and then more rooms and then another boss so there's two bosses in tier two i go through the first room first um uh level and i beat both bosses without dying i was like this game like i haven't even upgraded because you're supposed to die and when you die you're supposed to take all the stuff that you've collected and upgrade weapons you know how how you start because you can start with like say a thousand gold or you can start with better weapons or you can start with some whatever um that's you're supposed to die so you can upgrade um and i got through the first four levels without dying but then i got to the fifth level and uh i could not get past it for the life of me so i had to like start upgrading um and then i got through uh the fifth level got through the sixth level and then i got to tier three tier three you have to go through three bosses and so i got to the third boss twice and i died both times um one of the mechanics in the game one of the little twists is there's like a corruption so every door you open you get corrupted and after you get and that's every door you open is like 20 corrupted uh points and once you get to 100 then uh you get a curse and that curse is usually detrimental to you for whatever whatever that is it's bad it's a health or um you get if it's if you're in the dark you get uh, hurt, hurt more, um, and things like that. So, um, and if you get if you get five curses, then you, the last final curse is your health continuously goes down until one HP. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it's it, it, it's bad because when that you're going fun. when you're going through like thirty air <laughs> rooms and you're trying to use certain artifacts to bring your corruption down, um, and just so you can get because if you get to that fifth curse, you're done for. It's impossible, almost impossible to to get through it. But um, I had I had a blast. I probably won't play it anymore. Um, I think I had enough. I fill because I know Hades is coming out at the end of yeah. the week. Yeah, um, that's right. So I would I would kind of wanted to leave that um, the rogue light kind of uh, game that's in my system um, for Hades. So looking forward to that. Nice. For sure. Um, yeah. Played Apex, played Fortnite. Oh, Fortnite. I got Superman. Superman came out today. Soups. Yeah, he did. Finally got that skin. So you'll be um, running around like a fool. <laughs> yeah, it's you, all, it's weird crazy. because I haven't I haven't unlocked everything for Superman, so he's like flying in with like the Millennium Falcon as his <laughs> Oh yeah, that yeah. seems right. That seems, uh, <laughs> that seems That's Fortnite for you. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, yeah so. I tried. I tried to do the uh, the quests today, and like it was a it was irritating the crap out of me because obviously, you know, those spots to do the quests they're obviously hot spots right now. Yeah, they are. So I kept dying every time I tried to do the quests, and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm I'm gonna have to do this with like a team, which Pat so did it by himself. So. I did it by myself. So this is what I did: is I just flew to, I, to where uh, the quest was, but I flew a little bit farther. So I just sat there, I grabbed some health, and I waited for the circle to come in. And once the circle comes in, you can go and, and collect your quest while you're getting hurt. And then as soon as I got the quest, I just exited the game and then got back in and, and, and did it again. So that's how I did it. It's pretty, very easy, very simple. I did it solo. Um, I was able to bang out all the, all the quests pretty quickly. It's funny, like the one, the one quest where they have you basically go kill some aliens or something like that. I could not find aliens anywhere. Like normally oh, yeah. in that game, like they're everywhere. And yeah, I did, I, ch- I chose not to do that one. There's the ones like with um, 
use uh, a jump pad, fly a, a saucer, um, drive a car 99 miles an hour. But I, I didn't choose the alien one because I was like, I don't even know where these aliens are. I don't play this <laughs> game enough to figure out where those guys are. Hmm. So, okay. Yeah. Good to know. But that's me. That's it for me. That is you. Yeah. Lucas. Hi. What's going on you, you man? Uh, let's see. So um, the family is back to school. Uh, and yeah, back to life, back to reality. So uh, they're back to school. I'm working from home. Um, my daughter just started playing. Uh, I guess it would be a school sport. I don't know. I was trying to think of like intercollegiate in school sport. Intercollegiate uh, she... sports? No, because they play other schools eventually. Oh, um, okay. She started a middle school sport. This is her first official like school sport like where she's she's going to end up playing games uh but she chose soccer she had the choice between soccer and volleyball and now do you got do you guys call it soccer i mean we call it soccer in english but in portuguese it's definitely futebol that's weird what is it futebol futebol isn't that the yep. guy that's like all about telling us about the coronavirus and stuff oh no that's that's fauci <laughs> isn't, isn't that's that fauci like a... <laughs> it's not fauci ball it's futebol is that foosball you mean go play not quite ball with your friends now if it were foosball <laughs> i would devil. be all in i was talking i was actually talking to natasha she was talking about how once the ball comes her way she always gets nervous and i'm like you got that genetic code from me because that's exactly how I was with soccer, <laughs> with basketball. Like I could maybe dribble three times and then I would have to pass it to someone. I would get so nervous. They would, you know, people would, you know, press you or whatever. And uh, yeah, I'm not a fan. I get, I get sweaty hands and just can't handle it, handle it. So I just throw the ball away. So that's why, I, that's what I taught her. I said, first lesson, as soon as you get the ball, if you get nervous, just kick it. No, I'm just kidding. I didn't do that. I didn't say that. She's definitely not going to get any pointers from me for soccer. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so she started that. She was like super pumped. Uh, we went to the mall on Saturday and she picked out her first set of cleats. Oh, nice. That was quite a venture, quite a venture. We, uh, you know, we were looking like there are different styles of cleats. There's the, the traditional plastic, I guess the thicker ones. They're also like cleats where there's a bunch of little ones. Um, and we were like, well, which one can we do? Which one, what are we going to do? We got to pick the colors and, uh, it, it wasn't too bad, but I will say after the third store, James and I are like, uh, we're going to go to the, uh, collectible store and, uh, look at Legos and, and Funko pops. Okay. Bye. We were out. We were not about to go into a third store. So <laughs> yeah. Um, other than that, uh, Rayla got her third set of vaccines. And so now she can leave the Swisher compound without worry to worry of her getting rabies or, you know, spreading some kind of dog disease, Corona. Kind of T virus. Yeah. Corona T virus. <laughs> um, and, uh, so far in three days, I've done one walk in the neighborhood and it was a drag. Literally. She, pretty much tried to dra drag me all over the neighborhood. <laughs> Dang, this dog is like, it was almost like you could tell she had not smelled these smells before because she was just like nose to the ground, like pulling. I mean, she's about 35, 36 pounds, but it is a dense 
36 pounds. Like nonstop she, energy. Nonstop energy. She's like, what, what are these smells? I mean, cars would drive by and she's like barking at them. And I'm like, oh my gosh, we got to. This stuff. Yeah. Isn't <laughs> it grand? <laughs> uh, I got to put her on a treadmill every morning for an hour before we even go on a walk. Like she so wear is, her down first. Yeah. Wear, wear her out first. So I just pretty much can drag her in the neighborhood. Uh, but yeah, so that was, that was pretty tough, but we got through it. And then, uh, you know, like we had gotten to the point, we had just, just been walking in our yard for, you know, in the yard for the past couple months. And she had gotten really good to just walk right next to me. I wouldn't have to pull on the leash at all. Like she would just walk next to me. Occasionally she, you know, pick up a leaf, pick up a stick and kind of just carry it in her mouth while we're walking, whatever. But as soon as we got in the neighborhood, she was like, nope, this is new. I've forgotten everything you've taught me these past two months. I am now a wild animal again. So we're going to, we're going to stagger it probably every two or three days. I'm going to take her out in the neighborhood and then we'll reestablish things back on the property after that. Um, uh, besides that, uh, watched a movie this week, probably a little behind in, in watching newer movies, but my wife and I got to finally watch Cruella, uh, which we surprisingly enjoyed. Uh, I will admit yeah. that I was very skeptical. Cruella is maybe probably a bottom five villain of all time for me. Like yeah. I'm yeah. not really a fan, couldn't care less. And I don't know, Disney made me care and really told a cool story. Yeah. The soundtrack in this movie oh, is the best part. Like, I, I mean, I told Mindy at some point, I'm like, are we listening to like the greatest hits of the sixties and seventies? Like in, I don't know, like in every situation they were in, they would play a song and it fit it perfectly. And it just was, it was so good. Hmm. Uh, yeah. I mean, they was, were, they were doing uh, songs like with uh, what, Queen. Yeah. Um, just, they're all songs, you know, like there was yeah. no, like it, you know, it wasn't like a typical, I feel like a typical movie will play maybe two tops, three songs that are like kind of pop, pop, classic, whatever. Mm-hmm. And this, this movie at least played six. Wow. Uh, it was like it was like boom yeah. situation with a new song boom situation and they all fit wonderfully and so then good. on top of making us like kind of like care and connect with Corella's character in this film I, I was very surprised how much I liked Horace and Jasper as well like I really liked their characters the little dog Winky or Wink or whatever with the eye patch yeah like I was like man I want a Winky dog like he was the coolest uh, it was it was a really good movie I would. I'd definitely give it a, a eight and a half. Um, what would I? Um, eight and a half Dalmatian plops. Oh, out of ten. I still want Doug from Up for sure. That's you what kind what? of dog I want. I want Doug. Oh, you up. want a Doug from Up? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I will say that after watching this, I definitely don't want a Dalmatian dog at all. Like every Dalmatian in this movie was pure evil. Like. They're they also them. like extremely hyper. I'm pretty sure. Oh, they are. Mindy, Mindy had a had a Dalmatian dog um, named Sparky. He ate everything. He got into everything. In fact, he died eating a frog. Like, oh my gosh! Oh my goodness! Uh, a poison dart frog. He ate it and so died. What's weird? Because normally dogs like don't eat stuff like that. Like, I feel like Not, animals don't eat like frogs and stuff. Like, like I dogs. mean, it it depends on their you know their IQ. It depends on, <laughs> yeah. you know, their I mean, life experience. As it does count on that. I mean, they had him since he, like, they said they could hold Sparky in their hand 
he was so little when they got him as a puppy. So he wasn't that smart from what I, uh, you know, the stories I heard. It's really just Russian it, roulette, man. When, you, when you're talking about getting a smart dog, like it really is, it really is. But he was he was a fun dog. It, Mindy Mindy loved that dog, and uh, <clears throat> uh, but you, but in speaking of like him dying from eating a poison dart frog, I don't know if I told you guys the first night we had Rayla, we were out in the yard, and definitely a toad showed up, and Mindy was like, "You get Rayla from that toad right now! Don't let her see it! Don't let her touch it!" Yeah, like she was really afraid that she was going to lick it and die. That would have not been cool. But As a little kid, so. I could not figure out why everything wasn't just eating the frogs, which are just like hopping around with zero oh, they're defense. So, they're so bright and colorful. And it's because yeah. they'll kill anything that eats them. And that the things correct. are just aware of that. And usually they give off some kind of like pheromone or secretion that kind of yeah. warns an animal that you shouldn't go near it. Sparking I found a big dead toad one time in that. my garage, but the cat had actually just like pretty much played with it to death. And then... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So, like, she was smart enough to not eat it, but also smart enough to know she could probably play with it for hours. Just play with it for a little bit. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. And then in the <clears throat> gaming sector of life, um, I definitely unofficially abandoned Dead Cells after uh, reaching the last boss recently. The next to last boss, sorry. Uh, I got to the last normal boss before getting to the the the... 5 BC only boss. I didn't quite make it. Um, there's just too many games to play. Uh, I did get to play through and finish Bioshock 2 this past week. Very nice. And uh, yeah, as a little bonus GMG VGBC. Uh, once a couple more people are able to boot up and finish uh, old Bioshock, we do plan on doing a little spoiler cast for that one here in a few weeks. And then also doing a Bioshock series spoiler cast um to cover bioshock 2 and infinite uh i really enjoyed it and uh definitely have a lot of things to say about it um when we have those spoiler casts in a couple in a few weeks time um and then besides finishing that i Mm -hmm. of course as is tradition had to get a few platinums this past week Mm -hmm. and they did not disappoint or did they um I will say the only one that disappointed was a game called Tales of Arcadia. Um, oh, I've heard of that. Yeah. Uh, all I have to say is um, move over. My name is Mayo. Move over, Syrup and the Ultimate Suite. I have a new baby plat to be utterly ashamed to have played. Ooh. Is it this as game... bad as Conan the Barbarian? Was utterly ashamed a pun? Hey, whoa, whoa. I feel like he... this is... don't, don't belittle conan the barbarian we laughed so much <laughs> playing that game the time we played it we laughed a lot it was worse yeah. than that what did you say ronnie no you just said utterly disappointed and i was like was that a pun no there's i was no, like there's do no one no of these games if one of these games Maybe. have utter in the, in no, the title. it wasn't it wasn't a pun this this game literally took me one minute and 30 seconds to platinum <laughs> what you have to one turn it on and 30 seconds to platinum uh, you turn it on, you you fiddle with the settings. When the game starts, you press R1 to skip. It plays through the entire text of the game. You get the platinum. <laughs> like, write your name and you win. Exactly. Any number and you win. It's a graphic novel. You make zero choices. <laughs> it is very anime, but you wouldn't know it because the pictures go by so quickly and then it's over. 
And I was like, what just happened? And I just deleted it. It literally took me two minutes to load the game, fast forward through the game, and delete it. What's the point of it? I don't he really doesn't know. know. He's he sped through it. <laughs> the point of it is to get a platinum, and I got That's it. I actually, running. I actually got it twice. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I said I now have a new game to be utterly ashamed that I platinumed two times. All right, enough of the one I'm ashamed of. Let's talk about the three that I actually enjoyed. the The next one that I played is called Iron Snout. It it took about an hour to platinum, so. A pretty beefy baby platinum. Beefy. Uh, yeah, beefy one. One hour. <laughs> uh, so this is a stationary brawler. I don't know if you've ever heard of these before. I actually just made up the name. But your character is a pig, and you know Kung Fu. And your goal is to beat up a bunch of wolves in the woods, at a construction site, and on a pirate ship. The wolves are doing construction? I mean, sometimes. Some of them are. Like one of the wolves was riding around on a like ball and chain, like a huge wrecking chain, you know, with the ball and you like kick it. So it's a stationary, uh, it's a stationary brawler because you can't move around. Your pig sits in the middle of the screen and then from all sides, from all sides, from both sides, the enemies approach you. And then when they get close enough to you, you use the the D-pad up, down, left, right. And then you just press any combination and the pig will just will chop around. Uh, and you can also, not only do you kick and punch, you can grab their weapons and use it against them and catch their weapons now and throw them back at them. It actually wasn't too bad. When I first started it up, my family was with me and it, and I went to the settings and it said, do you want to do the mature? Like, do you want to do blood mode or not blood mode? I'm like, I'll do it the safe route. So I was playing, I was playing and it was fine. It was just, you know, a little brawler. And then I, I read the trophy guide that you have to have the blood mode on in order to get some of the trophies. So the kids had gone to bed. Mindy was playing Candy Crush or watching something or re- she might have been working. Uh, and I turned the blood mode on and <laughs> it, things escalated like John Wick style real quick. Like, <laughs> like I was everywhere. <laughs> there was blood everywhere. Like you could. <laughs> punch a wolf's head off and then kick it into a tree branch and it would impale the head of the, oh, goodness. the wolf. <laughs> no, fatalities. Yeah, there was like fatalities. There's all kinds of stuff. And I was like, all right, all right. And Mindy looks up and she's like, what are you playing? <laughs> <laughs> like, don't worry. Just give me 15 more minutes. I'll have the platinum and I'll delete it. <laughs> the best game ever. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I uh, I give this one a six and a half uh, out of ten pigs in wolf's clothing. So that was Iron Snout, and that one was uh, that was recommended by none other than our uh, Iowanese friend Tim Pollan. So mm. shout outs to Timmy for recommending that one. Uh, the next one, funny, funnily, funnily enough, Patrick bringing up Conan the Barbarian. I played I played a game called Siberian, the Traveling Warrior. And the correlation? Siberian, Barbarian. So you're pretty much Conan the Barbarian, and then it's mashed with Back to the Future and Robocop. Like Conan that without the awesome. copyright? <laughs> sounds good to me. Yeah. It actually, that's what I say. It is really cool. You, so you're you're a barbarian that finds this powerful sword, and then when he picks up the sword, he he gets taken into the future. And it's like a dystopian RoboCop type of future where it's like kind of punk, cyberpunk 
looking uh, stages. Uh, it's pretty standard side scroller. You start out kind of clunky with the sword. Like if you if you just try to mash the button, he'll like he won't he'll swing once and then like kind of drop his sword and not be able to hit. So you have to like you have to swing the sword and then when he turns yellow, I don't know why. Then you hit it again and he'll do a second move. And when he turns yellow again, you do a third one and he'll do like a super uppercut with the sword and wreck shop. So if you were patient in the first stage, you were good. And then you got the second stage, they gave you a dodge button, which was cool. Uh, that helped you, you know, dodge the other side and keep fighting. But then the third stage, if you got to the third stage, they gave you a sword throw. This sword throw went across the entire screen. Like you would stand, it was like Jerry it's Rice. house. Yeah, clean house. Because like Joe Montana thrown to Jerry Rice in Tecmo Super Bowl. Like you just stand on the left side of the screen, throw the sword, and it just hits everybody and comes back to you. It's like a boomerang sword. Uh, it's pretty awesome. So uh, if I had like known... like Thor's hammer kind of like? Yeah, it was exactly like that. Thor's nice. hammer, and it's just flying back and forth, killing everything. Uh, at one point, I had to play one stage on hard, and it was easier with the throwing sword than it was originally on easy in the first stage before I had the throwing sword. So... Uh, that was nice to learn that, but it wasn't too bad. It took like 40 minutes. Uh, it was, it was a little enjoyable plat. Um, I give that one, I'd probably say I'll give it a seven out of 10, uh, time traveling loincloths. <laughs> okay. All right. One more Unamas. This one's called rift raccoon. Took me 20 minutes. I want you to imagine rocket raccoon except he can't talk and he has no guns and he's only so a regular raccoon. <laughs> so <a> regular <laughs> raccoon. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> except he is armed with a bracelet that lets him teleport exactly five feet forward, backwards, up or down. So cool, right? No, sure. not really. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and then a to, machine gun. to top it all off, he can only climb about five feet up before he gets tired <laughs> and then he falls. So, He's like the laziest. He's the worst record. That is the worst record ever. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, uh, it it was just like a you had to play like fifteen of the fifty levels, and then you got the platinum. So I really just like brute forced my way through. Uh, one thing that was funny was if you got hit by a spike, you would become invincible for like five seconds. So I would get hit by a spike, and then I would run through the spikes to get to the other side. And that's how I beat like half the levels was just, he did that flickering thing, you know, like Mario yeah. does or other characters. So I exploited the bajangles out of that. And so I got the platinum in like 20 minutes. That one, I'm going to have to give that one a, I'm going to give that one a five out of 10. Uh, uh, well, that's not low. even, on, that's not even on, on Lucas scale right there. That's low. Uh, that's low. Five out of 10. It was pretty frustrating actually. It's like zero. They introduce stuff and they don't tell you what it's for. And then it doesn't make any sense what you're supposed to do. So, uh, yeah, five out of 10, five out of 10. Uh, I don't know. Raccoons, trash pandas, five out of 10 trash pandas, regular raccoons without bracelets. (laughs) Boring raccoons. Yeah. Boring raccoons. Uh, yeah. So those were my platinums I got. I'm, uh, I'm quickly working my way up to platinum number 275, which is going to be ghost of Tsushima. So I'll keep you guys posted on what's to come because there are lots of platinums lined up, lots of weird games. The DLC our way. that's coming up, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Next week. Ghost of Itsikuma. Ikishima. Ikishima. Mm-hmm. That sounds better than what I was saying. So, yeah, that's uh, that's going to be cool. 
You know what else is cool? The top 10 movies that we're finally unveiling. Finally. After three weeks. Who are you kidding? There'll be a part four. Yeah. The top we're going to get to like the top three. <laughs> and then we're going to do the, the top get to number three tonight. and stop. Yep. <laughs> That's right, folks. We are talking about the top 10 of our top 100 GMG MAFT 100. I already said top 100. And what does MAFT stand for again? Movies and films. Top 100. What is the the difference between (laughs) movies and films? Films does sound classier, though. Films is classier, exactly. We got some classies and we got some non classies. Some classies. (laughs) We got some classies on this list. That's his proper English again. (laughs) <laughs> that's what they said back in the 20s. That's what they said, okay? I'm going to go see the classies. Ah, the talkies. See? Ah, the sla- classies in the, and the 20s, talkies. they might have said they're going to go see the pictures. Ah, go see the pictures, they said that too. pictures eh? We don't want to call it the movies and the pictures, the M-A-P-T. Ah, you want to go see the moving photos today? We've done movies, films, and pictures. All right. We'll work on that for don't next time do, around. Don't Will encourage him. Yeah. Let's add some more letters to it. <laughs> <laughs> we will. <laughs> We will. All right. Let's uh, open up the old Google Docs and mm-hmm. jump right in, shall okay. we? we should. Number 10. This is a banger of a list. It's top 10, though. It is. You can't go wrong with this list. You can watch every single one of these I'd movies. I'd watch any of these right now. Right here, right now. Let's yeah. actually, let's let's put a pin in this. And let's watch go watch. Right. Which one do you guys want to watch first? <laughs> Come back tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Let's watch each movie as we go through it. We're watching them all right now on the podcast. This is going to be the first 30-hour podcast. Live. Yeah, let's do it. Giant bomb, eat your heart out. <laughs> That's right. You got nothing on us, suckers. We got all the classies right here. All right. Uh, number 10. This one's brought to you by me. Brought I by. shared this one. Brought to you by me. Um, Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers, the funniest of the three movies. No question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the battle scene in this movie, like the Helm's Deep battle scene, was like mm. potentially one of the coolest battle scenes I've ever seen in my life. Sure was. Like this would this yeah. is 100% like top three. Yeah. Was this the for sure? Was it this movie or or Fellowship of the Ring where he kicks the helmet, the orc? The oh, orc that's the that's this one where Aragorn breaks his toe. Yeah, yeah, or that's breaks real, his foot. I don't know if it was pain. his toe. That's real emotion he's showing. That's true acting right there. Yeah. At his finest. <laughs> true acting. Yep, for sure. I uh, I remember watching this movie for the first time um, and thinking I don't remember the books being this funny. Like I was just like caught off guard. I, I remember reading the books for the first time in middle school. And I felt like all the way through, they were serious. Like it was an epic tale. Yep. You know, the hobbits were sometimes funny, but for the most part, it was like focused. You know, we got to get the ring to, you know, Mount doom and destroy evil and all that stuff. But man, what a ride. Like I love Gimli and Legolas's dynamic between the two of them. You know, it's when they start counting each other's kill or like counting what their kills count? and, yeah. And, uh, you know, a lot of that dwarf pride where, you know, he has to Gimli's like, throw me, but don't tell the elf. Like just, you know, stuff like that just is so 
It's I so can't funny. make it across. So good. Did you know? Um, I saw something not that long ago about the actor that played Gimli, and during the filming of these, um, like all of his hair and like makeup that he had on, like the toxins in that actually like really affected him to a point mm. where he actually believed he was that character and not acting. And he got to a point where he actually stopped taking off like his makeup and stuff. And a lot of the actual scenes in the movies you see is not him actually acting. It's actually him believing that he is in the middle of that. <laughs> wow. I believe okay. it. Like it's Whoa. like, it's a real thing. Like the toxins and stuff, like um, they just, huh. uh, they, fact. yeah, they like hit him. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm pretty sure I saw this on TikTok, So I guess it's possible that it could not be true. <laughs> Um, TikTok fact. That's but no, it, it is it actually really interesting. I guess it really um, did a number on him. So hmm. a lot of it wasn't even acting; it was him believing that he was in it. Do you know that also? He's the opposite size of a dwarf. Yeah. Like What's he that is, mean? he is a tall man, like a very large man. Like so, they had to do a <clears throat> lot of trick photography. Yeah, like putting people on. Like, yeah, I mean, he's, he's a like big dude. he's like the second shortest character in the other than the hobbits. He's the next shortest character, and yet in real life, I'm pretty sure he's he's as I don't know. I can't remember how tall he is, but he's a tall dude. So yeah. Now was was it this the one where uh, they're having a conversation about this these these people go this way and these people go this way? It's pretty evident that they're cr- trying to make a diversion, and then they zoom in on Legolas, and he's like. A diversion like yeah that's what we're talking about were you not listening <laughs> was was that was that this one was it two towers i'm pretty sure it was but every time i see that i see that scene i'm like legolas come on get your head on straight <laughs> pull it together man i don't know <laughs> it might be this one that sounds right the diversion i'm gonna look it up do it look it up mm-hmm. while i look up i need to look up uh how tall the actor what is the actor's name mark i know you've been looking his, well his name is jonathan reese davies yes <laughs> well i knew that already but, um, why didn't you say it earlier uh, it wasn't proper time yeah so Are he's you looking over at the story that i told yes say this that's what i was trying to find yes he's he's I'm over talking. six feet tall so he's yeah. taller than i am and he played a dwarf so let's see. That doesn't help. But it basically said that the he had an allergic reaction to the prosthetic, and it burned mm-hmm. the skin under his eyes to where he didn't take any films, like any movie roles, for a while after that. Uh, I'm trying to see if I can find the other, the rest of the story. Uh, nope, that's not it. I'll have to look for it later. But I'm not I'm not seeing it at the moment. But yeah, continue. Mm. Ah, nope. Sorry, it's it's a Return of the King. Ah, fair enough. Right, that's what, yeah, found it. Yeah, just uh, edit that out and insert it into the Return of the King part. Okay. And, or you can just say it again. Whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. 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 All right, number nine, brought to you by Ronnie. The Dark Knight. Nice. <clears throat> that's so weird that this mm. is one of mine. That's marked and beat me. Beat you the, snuck beat that me in. Yeah. Yeah, what a great movie, though. Yeah. Absolutely. I remember Fantastic I saw that movie. like in an IMAX theater the first time. The first oh, time good I saw choice. it. Good oh, choice. So good. We were like, 
because I was doing like a um, a summer youth missions thing, and we were traveling from project to project, and um, we, it was our week off, and I think it was, I think it was an AMC <laughs> IMAX in Chicago or something like that um, that we saw that for the first time, and man, oh, that movie is incredible. Um, all the acting, you know, Heath Ledger. Yeah. Ah. Heath nope. Ledger as Joker. Uh, is uh, of all the of all the Batman movies, I quote this one the most because Heath Ledger just delivers the Joker in a new way, and it's just so good. I even laugh like him sometimes. Like there's like when uh, Mark and I start uh, playing Apex. I mean, I think probably nine times out of ten, I'm just like, oh, aha, aha, and then Mark ends it with, it's gone. Uh, unfortunately that took a major mental toll on on him but man it it comes out in his performance for sure but yeah yeah for sure i know i know that when it was building up to the release i remember seeing that joker was going to be in the the fray again and i'm like heath ledger is the joker really yeah and then the ten things I, I hate really... about you movie, really, That's... really what? No, yeah, no, yeah. And I'm like, really? Do we have to do the Joker again? There's so many bad guys with Batman. Let's let's spread the love. They did so good in the first one where they, you know, they did Ra's al Ghul and they hadn't done that in a film or yeah. anything before. Uh, I thought they'd keep going with the unique, you know, villains. And uh, then of course, I I definitely had a soft spot for Jack Nicholson's Joker. So I was like, can he really top that? And man, he. He just blew the socks off of Joker. Like it was, made it. It was own. a, it yep. was. I mean, it was an Academy Award winning, yeah, performance. All, all Jokers are compared to Heath Ledger's Joker. Now, yep. you know, yeah, yep. it's too good. It's good stuff. Mm-hmm. All right, pick number eight. Brought to you by Patrick. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Independence of, Day. This is another one of those movies where I can just turn it on at any time of the year uh, and just enjoy it from beginning to end. Uh, this movie starts off so good, and the, the one probably the best monologue or speech in any movie in its history is when the president gets up there and he's just just. Uh, uh, inspiring everybody who's not supposed to be there. They just like mm-hmm. signed up to start flying planes. And it's just like, I, I've, I've seen this speech hundreds of times, probably in my lifetime. And every time, almost every time it gives me chills. Like it's so good. Yeah. It's delivered so well. Bill I Pullman would wager. Did, did awesome. I would wager that if you played this speech alongside other historical speeches to like young people, they wouldn't even know the difference. They'd be so, like, like, yeah, that's real. Him so impressive dude like it gives me goosebumps every single time no matter what i'm doing like it, like still to this day like i know it's coming and it's just yeah. like you're like oh man like i'm ready to get no plane right now <laughs> yeah no doubt yeah in the mix of i don't know like trying to think i don't i i remember watching it on independence day with my family like typical trope like we went to the movies on independence day I remember watching it, loving it, laughing so hard. Um, 
you know, I, I want to say that definitely this was after uh, Jurassic Park. So like Jeff Goldblum, I was a fan. Yeah. Will Smith, definitely a mm-hmm. fan. Um, yeah. This movie's got, and this movie's just got a all-star cast, like of, of actors and actresses. Um, so good. Yeah. So good. Agreed. I mean, yeah, there's just so many quotes in this movie, like welcome to earth. Welcome to oh, earth. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh or, or um was the like jeff goldblum like he's he's so good in this movie he like, is good as, as like a scientist it kind of guy um, as a nerd as, really yeah, smart. as, as a Basically. nerd yeah. yeah so good yeah bye <laughs> all right uh pick number seven also brought to you by ronnie brought to us by ronnie uh avengers infinity war mm. Mm. what an ending that's the first marvel movie i ever watched <laughs> this is so outrageous <laughs> still blows my mind it's like showing up to the like last three minutes of the super bowl it's like oh hey you know but he but of not of never watching uh any sport ever i'll just watch the last three minutes of the super bowl yeah Yep. <laughs> no, just watching the first half, the end of the first half, and then being like, "Oh, what did I right. miss before this?" Yeah, because yeah. this is the first half. This is the part one of a movie. So I basically watched half of the fourth quarter. Yeah, I didn't watch any other the game, any yeah. any uh, anything else. Yeah, I mean that's one way to start it. You like, got oh, but the, honestly, it made me really want to watch the rest of the movies. I mean, if I hadn't like, done it whoa. that way, like I don't know how quickly I would have watched the other movies. If that makes sense. If I didn't see how good this movie was, I probably wouldn't have went back and been so excited to watch the other ones. Well, I mean, like this, it's it's so it's so vast, it's so grandiose, it's so big, uh, yeah. and then the end of the movie just like it's it just like kicks you while you're down. Like, it's oh yeah, just you're like, man, what what happened? <laughs> Are you serious? So and then you have to wait what an entire year to figure out what happened after that. Yeah, that's yeah, that's uh, that is one like we're talking about the like the best moments in cinema. Like that was one of those moments that just like oh, crushed everyone. You, you can hear a pin drop in the theater where I was. Just, yeah, and it was it was harrowing. Like it was haunting. It was you were just never expecting gave to you lose. chill bumps. You were never expecting them to lose. Always expecting to pull through, and then they lost at the end of it. And you're like, oh no. And not right. just not just lost spoilers for anybody who hasn't seen yeah. Infinity War, uh, but not just lost like died, <clears throat> really lost. So many, yeah, so many main more than died, like, ceased yeah. to exist. Yeah, the and uh, Peter Parker like trying to uh, hug Iron Man at the time. Heartbreaker, oh, that, that rough dude. That grips me because you know with his spider sense, like he's already sensing what's happening, and mm-hmm. like before and he's already feeling something's coming it's not like a oh hey i'm gone you know he feels it it's coming and he's like no i don't want to go please and and i was actually watching this it's like i think it was a tiktok video he's like it's not his line his i don't feel so good mr stark you know i don't want to go that's not the last line the last word that he says is i'm sorry yeah and you're just like even in this moment where you feel like you're, you, you know, you're just 
you're you're dying you're still feeling like you're letting somebody down by mm. dying and he's like mm. oh, and that was a rough one man um so yeah yeah powerful stuff yeah that was, I mean, that was the the big fight scene in Wakanda, the Ebon Bay. I mean, like just yep. that big, huge fight scene with that was uh, sweet, dude. Rocket and oh, and the, Thor had just gotten group. his Stormbreaker new he hammer, just came in, like yeah. whooping tail, and just oh. like oh, it was amazing. I'd like to introduce yeah. you to my new friend Tree. <laughs> I am Groot. I am Steve Rogers. <laughs> yeah. That was the best part. All right, yeah. Steve Rogers. Yeah. <laughs> And it, I mean, that this movie more than Endgame changed MCU forever. Like, changed how you do film. Like, ah, just, it's so incredible. Like, what they did, like, culminating everything into one film. Oh, man, they give the Winter Soldier, they give it back as an arm and everything. Yep. That's so good. Yep. All, all injected with that vibranium. Oh. oh, dude. So, Rocket, when he first meets him, he's like, he's like, uh, how much for the gun? He's like, it's not for sale. He's like, how much for the arm? He's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I'm going to get that arm. <laughs> uh, what a great, pr- what a great yeah. uh, joke. They keep going throughout the whole, like the whole movie series. Yeah. Him and like prosthetic pieces. <laughs> oh yeah. All right. Uh, number six on the list brought to you by me. Uh, Lord of the Rings, Return of the King. Mm-hmm. Patrick, do you want to... A diversion. Say something here. <laughs> <laughs> You're just going to say the line and just leave it at that. Yeah. Uh, I looked up a diversion. Uh, I put Legolas a diversion. And there's just like hundreds of YouTube videos. Oh, I'm Like sure. remixes and there's people like clapping whenever oh, yeah. he says a diversion. Like it's hilarious Uh, some of those remixes are amazing i was actually i'd forgotten i was going to mention from two towers where uh where legolas says they're taking the hobbits to isengard there's a really cool remix of that yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, we got a pretty cool remix of that um but yeah lord of the rings return of the king the Mm. culmination of the whole story such an emotional ride um i don't know like like the lessons learned, of course, it's humorous. Of course, it's it's epic. Um, but the lessons learned in that, I I watched that movie um, in with some friends from college, and I remember driving home and just like something about the story, uh, especially the part where Frodo goes home and he's like, "How do you pick up the strings of an old life?" Uh, and just and and he starts talking about how. He can't be not changed by what he experienced. Yeah. How do you go back to normal? And, and just like just some of the emotions and the themes in that movie were just amazing. Like when uh, Aragorn bows to the hobbits, he's like, you bow to no one. And then he bows to them and everybody else bows to the hobbits. Like that always gets me. Mm -hmm. Um, There's so many Pippin, like in a bar, like a couple years later, like, yeah. Yeah. They're just living it up. We don't bow to anyone. You know, it's funny in the books, and I wish they would have hit on this more. Like in the books, they're like a head taller than every hobbit when they get back. Like because they drank a bunch of the ant juice in Two oh, Towers, and I gotcha. they're they're like much taller, and they're even more like hobbit bros. Just like, <laughs> yeah, what's up? They're <laughs> like, just... Those two are like straight frat hobbits. Yeah, totally. <laughs> they come in pints? Yes, they yeah. come in pints. Yes. <laughs> and they find that barley weed in the... Uh, 
in the cellars and they're smoking and shalted pork is especially delightful shalted pork yeah but yeah this this movie is just uh class act they they lived up to the books i thought and and that's very rare for a movie to be able to produce a, a movie that actually gives just gives justice to the books and to the story. So yeah, these, these movies are incredible. One of the best things about these movies is honestly the music. Oh, like the music the throughout these incredible. whole movie is, yeah. is so good, dude. Yeah. So this movie or two towers um, where they have, oh, I always get them confused. Um, the one that was in Denethor's debt. He basically become, became his ward or whatever. Oh, that's the that's the third one. Which which Hobbit is that? It's Mary. Okay. And then yeah. he ends up yeah. riding with uh, he ends up riding with Eowyn yeah. and helps her defeat the Witch King. Which yeah. oh, what a scene when she stabs him in the face. She's like, Dude, I am no man, man. and just like poof, stabs him in the face and his face caves in like a tin can. It's like oh, that was sweet. But that was sweet. Yeah. The the part where Denethor makes him sing for his entertainment, that song. Oh, yes. No, sorry. That was Pippin. I was getting my people oh, okay. mixed up. That was Pippin. Yeah, it's Pippin. Okay. It's Pippin. Yeah, because that was in uh, uh, Minas Tirith. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, where he becomes a... It's not a... Is it a ward? Yeah, maybe it, something, something like that. Like but that. yeah, He's like in his debt. And yeah, stuff. because yeah. of the death of Boromir. Yeah. He takes, he and, takes the fault. Yeah, that's Pippin. Yeah, oh, his singing. I love how Gandalf tells him not to yeah. say anything, and as soon as he goes in there, he's like, "Yes, I owe my life to you." Yeah, like, yeah, I swear, oh. out, I swear, and you my see, like, Gandalf, oh. <laughs> <laughs> you idiot. Yeah. Told you not to talk. Oh, and that scene though, where uh, maybe it's right around where he sings when Denethor's eating. He's oh, eating that's those always tomatoes. so unsettling. Oh, and oh, it just like worst. goes down his mouth, and it's just like, oh, get a napkin, man. Come on, that's gross. <laughs> Eat the whole I, tomato. I mean, did the director say, hey, eat as disgustingly as possible? I need you to make eat, eat like a madman. Make yourself as despicable as you possibly can yeah. when you're eating. Yeah. Yeah. What a what a movie. And then the part that always, I, I already mentioned a couple parts, but another one that always hits me is when Frodo and Sam are going up Mount Doom and Frodo can't get up anymore. And, and Sam's like, well, I can't carry your burden, but I can carry you. And he picks him up, just yeah, hauls him. Rudy just puts him over his shoulder. And just takes him right up the hill to Mount Doom. Like, ah, oh, so good. There's so many like moments where it's like, yes. Yeah. It's just, it's just, ah, oh, so good. So good. All right. Speaking of so good, that's not really a transition, but I just want to, everything we're talking yeah, we're about the top is so 10. good. Yeah. It is a top 10. It's so good. It's all uh, good. Number five, brought to you by Patrick, Jurassic Park. Welcome to Jurassic Park. We need a T-Rex. Yeah. I remember Life seeing this in theaters uh, when it first away. came out with my mom. It was only me and my mom. And I remember like at the time I was like, I don't want to say scared, but like this was a pretty, like there were some intense parts in these movies. Like when the Raptors are in the kitchen with them, like that was the most intense thing I'm pretty sure I had ever seen to, up to that point when I was a little kid. It and still it looks real. The scariest it still thing does. ever. Yeah. yeah, it, it does. still looks real. Like, yeah, that does. is what dinosaurs look like. And Anything else I see that, is fake. Uh, <laughs> I was I watched the how, the movies that made us, and they did Jurassic Park, and how they did that back in the '90s, and how yeah. it just looks absolutely amazing. So they, good, dude. You know, some of it was animatronic, some of it was CG, and yeah, the they CG, mixed it. They mixed it together. So good. Yeah, and then the the layers of sounds they use to make the dinosaur 
like sounds like for T-Rex was like a mixture of like five different animals that they combined together. I can't remember what the layers so they are. They basically created yeah. what we feel like a T-Rex sounded like. Yeah. Like no one like knows what I what... know a T-Rex to have, to have sounded yeah. like. That's exactly they, it. That's where no I know one, No one knows what a, a T-Rex sounds like. Except and Steven just, Spielberg. And they just made it that way. And that's the way every other T-Rex sounds in anything else you see. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Because yeah, it was and, such a terrifying sound, man. Ooh. And the, the T-Rex and the Velociraptors. I played, uh, like I told you guys, I played Bioshock 2, and one of the enemies in that game sounds like the Velociraptors from Jurassic Park, and it is very, very unsettling. Like, the most I get nervous in the game. Uh, yeah, that's that that high-pitched screech sound. Yeah. It's just harrowing. And then they went to do the clicks with their claws when they're hunting the kids in the kitchen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They just tap their claws, like, come out, come out wherever you are. Tell you what, they, don't, they don't know how to open doors or do they mm. Mm. anytime i see a can of barbasol it always makes me think of <laughs> yeah for sure uh, yeah we got dots in here dots yeah. in see no one cares <laughs> also they haven't changed that can sick, since that movie sick, that's a stick. <laughs> uh, yeah but yeah uh mark you're talking about the the lord of the rings music i mean the music from this oh is just iconic I mean, it's John Williams, right? Like, what music doesn't he make that's not iconic? Like, yeah, he knows how to he, do it. He knows how to do it. See, mm-hmm. now I can't hear. Now I can't hear the the actual like Jurassic Park like the na, 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 without hearing the crappy recorder version of it. <laughs> <laughs> From No Man's Sky. <laughs> yeah, with the harmonica. Oh my gosh, that is so. Funny. I was thinking the I was thinking the Family Guy version that he does. He's like in a little video. And he's got dinosaurs. He's like. <laughs> in fact. Oh yeah, but that movie was a big pile of crap. Yeah. Nah. Life yeah, does find a way, as you said. No, you need to say it like like uh, that. Uh, it life finds a way. Find a way. Yeah, you have to, to take like thirty seconds to say it. When you gotta go, you gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all yeah. right, number four. Brought to you by me, again, The Matrix. Yeah, Matrix. Buddy. Yep. Mm-hmm. The best I know of Kung all Fu. the Matrix. I know Kung Fu. Show me. You think that's air you're breathing? Hmm. You uh, have to realize be... the truth. What the truth? There is no spoon. <laughs> There's just that, nothing else like it. When that it movie out. blew my mind. Yeah, dude. When to I saw this, it in high school. To this day, when <clears> my dad's like trying to cheer me up or, or something like that, he will always say, here, have a cookie. <laughs> yeah, just like the oracle. Whenever you eat it, you'll feel right as rain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Oh, I, I like in the later one. I think it's Revelations when he uh, like when he goes to kill the oracle and he takes the plate and he slams it up against the wall. The cookies on. He's like, maybe you knew I was going to do that. Maybe you put that plate right there because you knew I was going to do that. I was yeah. like, man, I've been doing all kinds of crazy stuff. <laughs> Yeah. Regardless of how you feel about the trilogy as a whole, like Agent Smith steals the show. Like his character. He's an awesome bad guy. And by the end, amazing villain. How can you get your phone call if you are unable to speak? 
<laughs> so yeah, he, he delivers that really well. I've I've never yeah. I've never really cared to see a, that close up of of Keanu Reeves's uh, belly button, but there it is when he drops that. <laughs> Oof! <laughs> drops that oh, that's you could thing. feel that. That felt there's, gross. There's some horrible stuff. In- yeah, that's the kind of stuff that happens only in the Amazon. Only, only happens happened in the future. once to me when I've gone to visit. I recovered okay. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, yeah the, that one. Oh, go ahead. Oh, you, af, mm. as is tradition, you, after I go, you go. Okay. Well, that means you oh, wait. need to go first. Dang it. That's <laughs> not how that works. <laughs> as is tradition, words are hard. Yes. Go ahead, Mark. I don't um, even remember what I was going to say now. Yeah, that that whole concept of movie of a movie, especially like in a time where like technology was like really kicking into full gear with like the rise of the internet and everything like that. Oh yeah. Um, you know, just knowing that like the premise of we're in a computer simulation and the machines, it's another one of those, you know, <clears throat> like Terminator type type things where the the machines have taken over and that kind of stuff and um we're all living in a simulation and all that kind of stuff and it's just crazy crazy stuff and all the acting in it and the action is incredible um i think that was the first major use of that bullet time effect yes yep. it was um, that, that max pain those were the two like times that. yeah 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 that that ending to me like i've i've mentioned i think before like <laughs> One of the movies that is towards the bottom, still in our top 100, but at the bottom is August Rush. My dad, I remember one time he watched the ending of that movie like 20 times in one day. But the ending of Matrix, the last 15 minutes, I could easily watch that over and over again. Like well, where, he, where he just turns, he says, no, no, yeah. <laughs> just sticks his hand out. But even the final fight between him and Agent I can Smith, dodge bullets. I'm saying once you learn when you're you ready, have to. Yeah. you won't have to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the, but that final fight between him and Agent Smith, when like they're like duking it out, like shooting at each other, and it's like slow motion. Yeah, and they run out of bullets. Yeah, yeah. I, I, and, I think in that hallway when he just like realizes how fast he's going, he just like oh, turns yeah. and he's just like nah, 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 just nah, nah. throwing his elbow and his yeah. arm around. He's like, huh, I'm blocking all your punches. <laughs> yeah. and then he goes Street Fighter, like all of a sudden goes really fast, man. The scene so where good. he like gets it's that same area where he gets up there in I think they're in the subway and he gets back up and all of a sudden he does like this kind of move. Oh yeah, and, yeah. and the dust pops <laughs> off of him. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, so good. Mm. Man, Bo show. we should watch all of these right now. Seriously, that, these are <laughs> these are all like fantastic. I want to watch. Why we're so jazzed up? Keanu Reeves. <laughs> He's a national treasure. Yeah. Oh man, is he a treasure? He is. He good. is for sure. All right, uh, number three, brought to you by Mark. I was wondering Star- if one of my movies actually made it to the top ten. <laughs> you did. You made it top three, Mark. Yes. You did not disappoint with Star Wars Episode Five: The Empire Strikes Back. Yes. All the time. biggest twists yeah. in movie history. Yep, greatest plot twist ever. Um, should yep. we should we spoil it? Do you think anyone knows out there that? Luke has a daddy. That's the spoiler. And his his yeah, and his dad wears a black helmet and a face mask, and he's half robot. But who could that be? <laughs> I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? But yeah, you're talking about the, some uh, uh, 
words or phrases and quotes in movies um, being misremembered. Oh yeah, you know, he, this that's one, one of like, them. Yeah, this is one of them where it says, "Luke, uh, I am your father." Like he doesn't say that. Nope. No. He's, he's, he says something like, "Hey, I'm your pops." Like, <laughs> yep, just like that. Oh, I didn't no, realize. No, he that's... doesn't even say a statement. He says. Luke, who's your daddy? <laughs> and your daddy. what does he do? The, the, paternity, yeah. the paternity test came back. <laughs> I'm your daddy. <laughs> he just says, he says, no, no, I am your father. Right, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. No! That's impossible! That's impossible! Uh, your face isn't ugly enough. You need to work, keep working on that. <laughs> And there's nothing like say you know proving to your son that you're his, you're his father by cutting off his hand. Yeah. There's no better way to say, "Hey, I'm your dad." See, and we're now the I'm same. Get your See, hand off. I was say, <laughs> you like and a, me, like we're wrist buddies. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they'll call us. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love for them to yeah. cut like. I'd love for them <laughs> in that scene to cut over like to Maury. I mean, like, and uh, test results, you are the father. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there's a TikTok video out there. <laughs> there's, definitely, <laughs> there's definitely one. <laughs> and, then, and then you go, then you cut back to Luke. <laughs> no, 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 it's not true. I think I was watching a video where um, Mark Hamill was actually talking about it was him, George Lucas, and the actor playing Darth Vader, not James Earl Jones, but um, I believe actual guy David Prowse was yeah. the guy yeah. in the suit. Um, they were the only ones who knew of the actual twist. Mm. And so when they actually did the scene, everybody was like, "What?" Just completely blown away because dumbfounded. It, it was written completely differently in the initial script, and then George Lucas came to came to Mark Hamill and it's like. No, this is the real one, and he's like, "What?" So yeah, yeah. that's a big deal, huge yep. deal. And then, huge and deal. then Luke realizes that he kissed his sister later on. But you know, but that's that's why he was saying no. He's like, <laughs> "Oh no, what have I done?" Of course, he didn't find that out until that's impossible. Days, but, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, that's impossible. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this movie has the greatest highs and the greatest lows <laughs> of Star Wars. <laughs> When Luke kisses his sister, I'm just like, and then he sticks his hand behind his arms, like, yeah, look at me kissing my sister. Yeah, incest. <laughs> like, boy. no, yuck. <laughs> You're so gross. Why? Is that yes, one of the C movie characters in Suicide Squad? Yep. <laughs> sister know. kisser? Is that, <laughs> yeah. is that the, the character? Sister. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sister kisser, kissing all the sisters. <laughs> Where did this guy come from? Why don't we know? Why is he on our team? Yeah. How is this going to help us? <laughs> I'm not sure. Not sure the benefit of what him being here. Sure, Do I'm the sure. villains have sisters? Is that going to. Yeah, I'm sure I don't George know. will rip out three movies to figure out how this. Yeah. We'll figure it out. Uh, yeah. But Empire Strikes Back. Great mm-hmm. flick. Yep. Great flick. Mm-hmm. Um, number two. Actually, number two and number one are both brought to you by Ronnie because he stole all the Marvel movies when he was giving his picks. Smart move, Ronnie. Really, Smart because move. I just didn't come prepared to any one of these. So you're like Marvel movie. Okay. Yeah. I can, can't go wrong with the Marvel <laughs> movie. <laughs> what yeah. we got here? 
Uh, yeah. So number two is Captain America Civil War, or as I like to call it, Avengers Two and a Half Civil <laughs> yes, War. It is, it <laughs> this is not Avengers a movie. Captain America movie. It is an Avengers movie for sure. Yeah. This is the so Team Avengers Iron movie. Man, <clears throat> Team Captain America. This Oof. is where it starts right here. Yeah. Oh, man, it's so good. Just that to see him going after each other, like, oh, man. It's only a Captain America movie in the fact that it continues that storyline between uh, Steve and Bucky. Yeah, that right. Whole, that whole line. But yeah, That's the like the focal all, point. Yeah, the rest of it's all all Avengers stuff. And an excuse to bring Spider-Man in. Underoos! Oh, man. <laughs> Dude, when they, when they square up in that airport, though, like the two teams oh. are like, they're walking up to each other, whatever. He's like, she's like, you're going to punch your way out of this one, Steve? And it's like, then they all start jogging towards each other. I'm like, this is it. This is going to be <laughs> awesome. <laughs> For real. And that scene is like, I want to say it's like 40 minutes of them fighting each other. And it does it feel is, like it goes on forever. And it's so funny. Like, like you guys mentioned Spider-Man, like him. Oh, remember that old movie? Empire Strikes Back. Like, <laughs> yeah. like and like him, him having fun with Falcon and, uh, winter soldier yeah. Yeah. yeah he's like i don't and know if you know but i don't know if you know this kid arm. but there's not usually this much talking <laughs> yeah he's like oh is that a metal arm awesome <laughs> so cool <laughs> yeah that scene kind of hits differently too now that they've had the falcon and winter soldier tv show like yep. yeah there's a point kind of like where it started they're really. buddied up yeah there's a point where they're fighting uh spider-man and they're like they're like webbed down to the ground and uh, uh, Falcons is like I hate you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think they say that same thing in the car. Like, Can you move over? No. The whole scene where he's like kissing, um, uh, not, not um, not Peggy. Yeah, Sharon. her, her, Sharon. yeah, cousin, cousin Sharon. Yeah, <laughs> Aunt, Aunt Peggy, cousin Sharon. Yeah, <laughs> kissing his sister. <laughs> and then they're like, it cuts back to to Bucky and Falcon, and they're like. Yeah. <laughs> now, do you think that conversation came up later? Like when ah, that was back to the past? Like, it just so you know, yeah. I kissed your niece. Yeah. I didn't yeah. mean to. I thought what? you were dead. Honestly, <laughs> I did mean to. I, I, I did. Felt, yeah, I did mean to. I felt kind of bad that they, well, I, I was kind of bummed that they dropped that. I mean, I get, yeah. I get him going back to Peggy. Totally understand that. But I, I feel like they, sh- I, that would have been good if they hadn't dropped that. It but, makes more sense though that they didn't take it any further based on the ending. Yeah, and of course, like you know, knowing what we know about Falcon yeah. and Winter Soldier. Yeah. Also, what it's, she becomes. <laughs> yeah, it's a good thing he got out of that relationship. That wouldn't have ended well. Yep. And he could, he could have been the power broker's husband. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm talking about a power couple. The two yeah. of them. Talk about it. Ooh. Good stuff. America's behind, along with. <laughs> I don't know. America's power. I don't <laughs> fight the power. No. So there was a lot of like, the reason I love this movie is it, it included everybody that you loved. So like it basically was an Avengers movie, but like, man, I'll tell you what, like one of the hardest scenes, like for me to watch is like them fighting each other at the end. Like that was yeah. rough, dude. Like that was a rough fight. The two of them, like how it ended and everything. Like it was yeah. awful. Yeah, them watching the video of Winter Soldier killing yeah. uh, Stark's parents. and Yeah, that was really rough. That was... Whew, a lot of good parts, but what that a was a big... Yeah, he was a great villain. Yeah. Mission For report. sure. December. December 16th, 
I love that they brought him back, by the way. Yeah. I, yeah. For man, sure. I love that. It's and such a better character him. when he comes back. Yeah, dude. Yep. What a movie. Uh, one what of my favorite movie. scenes in this was uh, at the airport when uh, Captain America is fighting Spider-Man and he's like holding up that thing. He's like, where are you from? He's like, um, he's like Queens. He's like <laughs> Brooklyn as he's just running away, like smugly. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. Well, let's continue the MCU fun the with your number streak. one pick Avengers Endgame. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Best movie I've it's ever seen. One. It's, it's a no brainer. You talk Sorry. about goosebumps. Like that Oof. whole final scene on your oh, left. Man. Like and and you've seen several like reaction videos where you hear um, the the movie theater audience when they're it's, watching yeah. the scene. Yeah, dude, I could still watch those reactions. Like it's still like I still have uh, that reaction when I'm watching it at home. Oh yeah, I giggled so loud when when Captain America got that hammer. Like oh, I was like, yes. oh, oh no, yeah. Yeah. Like, I was like, so I knew it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so epic that this and then he just whole, starts like yeah. just roughing him up like he just starts roughing things like he, up you're like, like this is the hammer. best thing i've ever seen <laughs> yeah yeah I'd, i want to see that with like a like a put hammer time over top of that just like stop <laughs> hammer time just like do 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 there's a tiktok yeah. video guaranteed <laughs> i'm sure there is a TikTok video, <laughs> but it's so good yeah it's so good yeah and it's like I mean, this was that what the twenty third movie in the series or something like that. So something like that. Um, yeah. And yes, this movie um, on its own, it's it's it doesn't make sense. Um, right. You <laughs> yeah. need to have that background, which is awesome. That Ronnie, you saw Infinity War first and not Endgame first. Yeah, that would be. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> that, that would have yeah. been different. And yeah. I think I think you seeing the you know, the first half of the first quarter. Uh, and you're like, oh, you know, like, let's go, let's memento this. Let's go back. Let's do this Quentin Tarantino. I'm going to see yeah. the end before I see everything else. Yeah. Um, but uh, the reason this movie is so good is because so much history and so much we've uh, seen it culminated to this, to this whole scene at the end against yeah. Thanos, uh, where all the Avengers have assembled and they're trying to get the glove. And uh, an absolute masterpiece. Hey, uh, yeah. good. Hey, Ronnie, what happens at the end of this movie? Um, which part? I feel like there's like 20 ends for every character. Well, there's there's that big part, you know, the, the one you like to say often. <laughs> uh, obviously, Steve Rogers goes back in time and lives happily ever after. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. We knew you would say that. <laughs> <laughs> that was rough though i will tell you what um that's still even watching that like i can't even help but like internally just be emotional about it i'm like yeah man, if i know it's coming like and it's just on tv i'm like oh i don't know i don't know man i don't know if i'm gonna go through it again not feeling that emotional <laughs> roller coaster right now and just how pepper like she comes up to him she's like tony you can rest now you can rest. Oh, yeah. okay. yes dude for me it was a scene at the end with the hamburgers with happy on the porch Ooh. i was like oh no yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. There's actually yeah, yeah. A, a real like a cut scene from that, a deleted scene from that. That's actually pretty cool. Where when spoilers, huge spoilers, when uh, everybody that watches the show had to have seen this movie. <laughs> I would hope. So. I mean, hopefully you'd know we were going to spoil these movies. Yeah. Not <laughs> <laughs> like talking generalities. So after I after Tony does the snap, you know how like with with 
Thanos, when he does the snap, he sees the little child Gamora. And, yeah. Yeah. Well, there's Isn't that like other realm? Yeah, that's like the... Um, that's the soul realm. Soul stone, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, in this, he sees an older version of Morgan. Uh, yeah, his daughter. His daughter. Oh, man, that oh really that's cool. right. Yeah. I've, I've seen that. I've seen that. Uh, I, think that's, mm-hmm. I think that's pretty cool. I mean, I get why they cut it, but... Um, I, thought that I don't. The movie was already like what three and a half hours. Three yeah, hours I could have watched what? another three and a half. I could have watched. <laughs> yeah, what, exactly. Let's I could have watched here. this all day. Yeah, I kind of wish they would have kept that. But Endgame is twenty four and a half hours. All right. But I'm in all fairness, like, if, one of the things that I think would be cool actually is if they use Morgan and like she kind of like takes up the mantle of Iron Man like later in life. Yeah. And if they actually take like that scene, that could be a part of the whole origin story, basically. Yeah. And use it. I think that would be really awesome. Yeah, there was this. The other touching of Tony Stark is when he went back in time and he saw his dad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That That was a surprising, strong. Yeah. Yeah, that was, man, that movie's so good. He's being all like awkward around him (laughs) because he knows he's his dad, but his dad doesn't know that he's he's Tony. Because, yeah. I like when they're looking for him. She's like, weird. uh, Like, uh, he had a weird beard. He's like, what do you mean? Like, uh, like a uh, uh, Mungo Jerry, he's like, yeah, Mungo Jerry. <laughs> I think these movies have some of, if not the best uses of time travel. I know Patrick, Mark, you two are like the time travel loving bros. Yeah. Uh, I enjoy time travel movies and stories, but I I can't get past once I see a loophole or like something where it's like that doesn't make sense. I can't see past that, but with the way Marvel did the time travel through the quantum realm, through the whole idea of fracturing, you fracture time when you go back and unless you, you know, reset stuff and, and just how that all worked was masterful. Like, like, like the conversation they have where they're like, you know, talking about the back to the future rules and like knocking those down. And I don't know. I just really, I really loved their take on uh, and do like their take on time travel Yeah, in, these, and that, in this that, film whole conversation with the ancient one and Bruce Banner kind of led into the Loki exactly TV show, mm-hmm. which it was makes really so cool. much sense. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Mm. Uh, just so many, I mean, fat Thor, I mean, the conversations <laughs> between the guardians of the galaxy and Thor, which that was in infinity war mostly, but, but yeah, fat Thor was hilarious. Yep. And uh, his his hangout with uh, Rocket, Korg. what? No, but hang, oh. yeah, well, of course, hanging out and playing video games with with uh, Korg. But like when they went to uh, whatever the Asgard Rocket Raccoon and yeah. and Thor, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Are you crying right now?" Like, no. Yes. <laughs> I mean, like yeah. Him. yeah. But then him reaching out at the end and like waiting, and it's just like this awkward like. 15 seconds and then <laughs> meow meow comes to him and he's like i'm still worthy like him just getting emotional so good yeah really good uh it's a good number one mm. really good for sure for sure solid An epic number one now we're not the only ones with epic number ones number twos threes and fours and fives we have some joiners that would like to share their top fives with us okay these top fives have been cooking for now three weeks. And I would guess that some of these people, some of these joiners maybe would probably switch things around, but it's too late. They etched it in stone. They wrote it in discord and we're going to read it 
and uh, see if maybe some of these movies may be movies we left out, maybe some honorable mentions. All right. So Chris The Rock on Discord said, in no order without much thought, Memento. You mentioned that just a few minutes ago, Patrick. Yeah. Uh, Fight Club, Biodome. Yes, really. Biodome. Last Biodome. <laughs> Avengers Endgame and The Dark Knight. Mm. Well, we got three out of the five in our list, Chris, so pretty good job. Mm. Biodome, Polly Shore, an underrated 90s comedian. Like, he had some Encino Man, uh, Son-in-Law, what else? He was in a number of movies back then. Go back and watch those now. Like, I can't can't get on board with them anymore. Oh, they're awful. You know what I mean? Like, you go back and watch them now, it's like... They were funny. At the time, they were funny, yeah. 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 Uh, let's see. Corey Fouch, aka Smith, Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring, Gladiator. Oh, Gladiator! Gladiator is such a good movie. Remember the Titans, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. I like that. I kind of like that. Yeah. And then Avengers Endgame. Mm -hmm. League Mm -hmm. of Extraordinary Gentlemen. That's right. Sean Connery. I am the last dragon. Uh, Tim Pollan. Captain America, The Winter Soldier, Smokey and the Bandit. He would be one that likes Smokey and the Bandit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Same and we'll follow Smokey and the Bandit <clears throat> with Blazing Saddles. Oh, okay. Nice. Oh, my. Uh, then Raiders of the Lost Ark and Shawshank Redemption. Shawshank mm. Redemption. Shawshank, Shawshank Redemption. Redemption. So good. <laughs> Back when God was in jail. Yep. <laughs> um, Ryan, unpopular opinions, Strawby. Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Mm-hmm. We named the dog Indiana. Uh, Back to the Future, Jurassic Park, mm-hmm. Interstellar. Ooh. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. That's a good one. And then Independence Day. Nice. Yeah. Man, I need to uh, watch Independence Day this week now. Like that's one that's really jumping at me right now. I haven't watched while. that movie in a it's long time. It's been a while. Time. Yeah, I think I yeah. think I'm due also. Did anyone see <clears throat> the Independence Day sequel? Resurgence? I'd rather not talk about that right now. That's I saw that there was a, one, and I was ooh, upset about it. No, should have never existed. Should really. not have existed. So bad. Awful. So forgettable. People love that money. <laughs> right. Story's not over till capitalism. <laughs> till the money dries so. up. Yep. Uh, you done messed up. A.A. Ron, Captain America, the Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. Avengers, Infinity War, yeah, Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse yeah. of the Black Pearl, mm-hmm. Spider-Man 2, Raimi-verse, and Lord of the Rings, Two Towers. Yeah, nice. He's got Infinity War on there, but not Endgame? Yep. He's, uh, he's a bit of a dark one. You know, he's he's kind of got that dark humor. I don't know. He just He likes to end on a on a dusting note. On a loss. On a, on a loss. <laughs> Just it makes you hungry for a win later on. Uh, Friggin' Nutcase. Legend. Lord uh, of the Rings. Legend? Which yep. one is that? I Am Legend, maybe? Is it I Am Legend? I don't know. It just says Legend. Yeah, is Legend, legend. an actual movie? Hmm. I Am Legend with Will Smith. Ooh, that's a good one. You know, a movie I should have put on here was iRobot because I loved that. Ooh, yes. I also liked iRobot. Remember that? I that, that was such too. a good one, dude. Yeah, that yeah, is that a good, good one. one. That's the one with uh, Shia LaBeouf 
He doesn't know how to cuss. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, Legend is a 2015 movie with Tom Hardy, uh, Taron Egerton, David Thewlis, Christopher Eccleston, Emily Browning. Hmm. Yep. Got some names in there. Yep. Okay. Cool. What's it about? Uh, it's a former boxer who has become part of the criminal underground in London. Hmm. I must be speaking some cackney. <laughs> yep, that's right. Some cackney in the car park. <laughs> All right. Also, so... a movie we should have put on here: Gangs of New York. One hundred percent. Yep. All right. There's a lot of movies. We've gone off the rails. I'm going to restart the list. Legend. Okay. Yep. This is friggin' nutcase. Just so you know, Travis Popsicle. Legend. Lord of the Rings. Labyrinth. Labyrinth. Whoa. Oh, wow. David Bowie. Oh, yeah. Old David, David Bowie. Oh, David Bowie. Saw a little too much uh, of David Bowie in that movie. A that movie lot of too crazy. much of David Bowie. <laughs> uh, aliens and Goonies. Nice. All right. Hey, you guys. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised he didn't have Smoking the Bandit on here. Isn't Travis the one that's there over the road truck driver? Am I right about that? That is yeah. correct. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's right. Well, there you have it, folks. We made it through our joiners tops fives. We got through the top 100. It only took three weeks. And that, uh, that about does it for the third half to our mega mound of masterpiece movies. Thank you so much for joining us on all that mm-hmm. fun conversation. Yeah. Uh, do we, do we have any honorable mentions? I know that some of our joiners definitely mentioned some classics like Indiana Jones. I was really sad that we didn't get an Indiana Jones in there. Last Crusade is definitely my favorite. So I'm right there with you. Um, uh, I have I have Ryan a weird Strabby. I have a weird honorable mention. Let's hear it. It's the Matthew McConaughey, uh, How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days. Oh, oh man, my I gosh. love that movie. Oh, I love it. Absolutely love that movie. It's a good. It's movie. one of my guilty pleasures. I don't really talk about, but that's that is a good one. I'm with one. you. I'm yeah. uh, you know what movie I like, which is an honorable mention, is I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. I thought that movie was awesome. Oh okay. my god! With Adam Sandler and uh, Kevin, yeah, James. Kevin James. I, yeah. I recently so watched that. It's it is a really good one. Yeah, man, that's a good one. It really tugs at the heartstrings. It, you know? it does. It does. Yeah, it does. Nice, Mark. Do you have an honorable mention you want to throw out there? Yeah, this is a bit of an obscure one. Uh oh. Here we go. Bring it. Buckle up. Um, probably gonna sound like a video game that Lucas Platinum. <laughs> Sort of, maybe. <laughs> All right, I'd platinum that. Let's go. Tron. Ooh, all right. Ooh, that's not too obscure. Yeah. I like that one. No, that's good. And it's not one that's usually on oh. people's like top, top lists. Um, but I mean, they that was like a pioneering movie in terms of special effects mm-hmm. and CG type stuff, like specifically yeah. CG. I mean, yeah. and it's and it's easily the inspiration for most laser tag. Yep. places yep. like it's just like you're like in a laser tag arena the whole time yeah. it's right. awesome and i actually really enjoyed the sequel to that too i loved mm-hmm. legacy i her on legacy i yep. didn't know about tron until the sequel came out mm-hmm. yep and, i was uh, definitely semi lost when i watched tron legacy i was like <laughs> wait who's that why is yeah. he uh twins with the dude oh yeah i really liked legacy it was good yeah it was um I don't. I had some honorable mentions, but I've forgotten them. So I'm gonna say, uh, um, I don't know. I haven't seen that one. Yeah, it's a good one. It's one of my favorites. <clears throat> okay, it's 
Dances with Wolves. Let's throw it out there. There you go. Tatanka. Okay. Tatanka. It was a classic one. Good old Robin Kevin Hood Costner. With, uh, how about Robin Hood with Kevin Ooh, Costner? Oh, yeah. Freeman. Switch it out. Robin oh, Hood. How about that? With Kevin Costner. That's, Robin that's, Hood, that's a classic. Tights. Yes. We're men. Men. <laughs> men. men and tights. Men and tights. Every Robin Hood movie I've seen, I'm pretty sure I've liked it. Like Russell Crowe has yeah. one that's good. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Lend me your ears. <laughs> <laughs> hey Blinken. Hey Blinken. No, nah, I said hey Blinken. <laughs> I can't tell many, tell you how many times I've I don't even know what context I've done this in this in, but uh from uh Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, I'll just look at Minnie and be like, I'll look down on the ground and go, Is that your finger? From from the part where Friar Tuck finds his leprosy friend's finger mm. just for just for kicks and giggles. Christ. Anyone? No, nope, just no. me. Great. Nope. My real name is Will Scarlett O'Hara. <laughs> <laughs> We're going back and forth on the quotes. All the Robin Hoods. Who knows which is which? Sorry, I had to throw that in there. <laughs> A black sorry, sorry. sheriff? Hey, they did it in Blazing Saddles. <laughs> All right. Shout out to Tim. Yep. Uh, as is tradition, some quick housekeeping where we offer towels, fluff pillows topped with Andy's candies and tip you off to the GMG news you need to know. The GMG stream team is continuing to offer content and conversation from Sunday to Saturday. No thanks to me, of course. And uh, they, of course, been playing some games uh, throughout the week. I've unfortunately been playing games that are not streamable. Looking at you, Bioshock 1 and 2. Why is that uh, a thing? Which is Why? so stupid. Yeah. You can't stream it through the PlayStation. You have to like use Streamlabs or things that I haven't upgraded to yet. Yeah. Uh, but Mark's playing games that you can stream uh, on Saturday nights, That's along true. with the occasional bonus streams. Lots of multiplayer games like Fortnite and Fortnite, not Fortnite, Fortnite, and Apex. <laughs> uh, Chris is going to be starting Days Gone soon, and is also joining me in Borderlands Two a couple times a week. And uh, yeah, so check it out. Check us out on twitch.tv. Um, also, if you like tweeting on Twitter and discussing or discoursing on Discord, we want to hang out with you. So we invite you click on a link in the show notes to join us on Discord. You can also rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and Podchaser because it helps us reach new joiners. So feel free to give some stars, exclamation points, uh, and nice encouraging words. And uh, yeah, let your voice be heard in a positive and encouraging way. Speaking of what should be heard, Mark, wait, am I getting the cart before the horse? No, no, or you're Mark, good. Mark, well, you got something for us. I do because we have to finally unveil yes. the GMG MAST 100. Speaking the good morning, good morning, guys, music and songs top 100 list. <laughs> Music and songs. Keep it going. Right. <laughs> That's Keep right. Movies going. and films. Music, now songs, it's... and recordings. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Maybe I should make it musics and songs and limericks. Top 100. The MA, GMG, MAS. I like the GMG, MAST. That's, that's right. beautiful. <laughs> All right. Hey, all you joiners out there in podcast land, you're listening to the Music and Song Top 100 Countdown here on your favorite podcast station, WGMG-FM.
Mm, I will go first. Okay. Go. And I am going to choose Nirvana, the man who sold the world. Mm. Yeah, man. That's, that's a solid pick. Anytime uh, I hear, bear, nair, 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 I'm like, oh, yep. the way that song starts, I'm, I'm in. Yeah. Obviously, it was recorded for Nirvana's MTV Unplugged sessions. Probably the most, one of the most famous of the MTV Unplugged sessions. Probably yes. followed closely by Eric Clapton's MTV Unplugged. But ooh, I would say, did Allison Chains do one? I don't know. I'd have to see who's on that list who did all of those. Um, okay, but definitely the probably one of the more more famous of the ones that they yeah. did. Yeah, um, uh, it was a cover of a David Bowie song he wrote and recorded that originally it's been Mm -hmm. recorded re-recorded several times by different artists but uh david and nirvana are probably the most famous renditions um it was recorded on november 18th 1993 just before what would be uh kurt and nirvana's final world tour uh, because he passed away in april of 1994 um and uh that if you listen to the lyrics of the song and and um the fact that they chose that song was kind of really a reflection of Kurt's mental state at the time. Uh, Cause tragically he passed away, unfortunately committed suicide, but, um, but still super, super solid rendition of the song. You can mm-hmm. tell there was a lot of real emotion in, in them performing that. Um, and it's, and it's real acoustic. It's laid back kind of stuff. Um, oh, but, this is why you ask us what we were going to, what our music was in advance. Yes. Yeah. This gives me <clears> some <throat> homework. I was wondering why that happened. Yep. But uh but yeah, solid pick. <clears throat> cool. Who's next? I will go. Lucas. <laughs> Lucas. <laughs> All right. Uh I chose DC Talks Jesus Freak. Nice. Uh also a good solid pick. Um co written by Toby McKeon, a.k.a. Toby Mac, uh, and another gentleman by the name of Mark Heimerman. Uh, after, you know, DC Talk was formed in the late 80s, early 90s. They were primarily like a pop hip-hop kind of group. Um, and if you listen to their earlier stuff, it shows big time. Um, but oh, yeah. after after going through that fun fact, they actually formed at my the school where I went to, my, my university, Liberty, um, so um after all of that they decided they really wanted to you know this was when grunge and alternative was kind of at its height and they wanted to to do a grunge and alternative style album and so that's how jesus freak came about and and the song itself um they actually first performed the song in africa and at the time um, they were basically wanting to test it out and it only had one verse written of it. So it's like it was it was incomplete, but they wanted to test it. And it got such a resounding response from the audience that they just they kept going with it and uh, and uh, went ahead and, and finished it up. And it has references to John the Baptist in one of the uh, one of the verses and things like mm-hmm. that. Um, but uh, nice, nice mix of of rock and rap. Um so very very solid pick for sure um ronnie you want to go next sure uh it is my song choice and my favorite song of all time would be glycerine by bush glycerine nice love it uh released in november 1995 
for their debut album called 16 Stone. Uh, the song was originally written for uh, Gavin Rosdale's current, or his girlfriend at the time, uh, Gavin Rosdale being the lead singer of Bush. Um, uh, her name was uh, Susie DeMarchi. Um, she is, she was the lead singer of an Australian band called Baby Animals. Did not know that, but uh, very, very chill. Like I think I knew she was a musician, but I did not know. Yeah. That it was an Australian band. Yep, um, I think that's what I, I could be. Sounds wrong. like a like a kid, a kid band just for kids. <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, now coming on stage, baby animals, yay! Yeah, <laughs> sure they sound nothing like. <laughs> it was the nineties. Nobody sounded like that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Double double checked my fact my facts there. Yes, Australian band. Nice. Um, but uh, in fact. I think Gavin Rosdale is Australian as well. Um, but, uh, but yeah, also a wonderful pick. Very laid back. Like, even though there's, you know, the, the, the primary gist of the song is like still got a heavy sort of yeah. electric guitar. It's still one of more, the, more of their laid back tunes. Um, so, but yeah. And my pick um, is um, one of my favorite songs from this particular artist it will probably be not the last time you hear from this particular artist in terms of my picks. Um, so it is this song, Neon, from John Mayer. And this song uh, was originally uh, recorded for his his first uh, EP. It's like a six or seven song EP called Inside Wants Out. That was basically the song that he used to get signed. and Or the, or the album that he used to get signed. And so he ended up re-recording that song for his first major label debut, uh, Room for Squares. And um, it is notoriously a very difficult song to play. Like, it's insane watching him play. And, and actually, a lot of it, you can't really play it fully because John has very large hands. And so the way he, he plays and puts, like, his thumb... And other and other on certain strings, like if you don't have large hands, you basically can't do that. You can do some sort of form of it, but yeah, it's 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 ridiculous. And um, the version that I'm gonna recommend is actually uh, is a live version where he did it all on acoustic, and it sounds incredible. Uh, it was on his live album Where the Light Is, um, which is like peak John Mayer like all of the stuff on that live live album is incredible um, and uh, also want to mention that we in some way are bringing back the playlist and so all of, all of the songs that we will be uh, mentioning for the MAST 100 will be added to the GMG MAST 100 playlist that you can find on Spotify right now Obviously, there's you can listen to four songs. Four Enjoy songs that. Right now, <laughs> I'd like to add also about the big hands and the guitar thing. Uh, fun fact: you can have huge hands and still be god awful at the guitar. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> but yeah, that is that's it. That's it for me. All righty then, Pat, Mark, and Ronnie J, along with you, our beloved friends, family, and joiners. Go get your good morning this week. May God bless and guide your lives as you live, as you work, and as you game. One, two.